Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a very special show for you today, folks. In fact, I can't think of a better way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day than by saluting Maureen O'Hara, the famous Irish-American actress who recently received an honorary Oscar from the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And we're so happy that Diana Sanger and James Colt Harrison, two of our favorite film critics, are here to help us pay tribute to this legendary star of such classic films as The Quiet Man, Miracle on 34th Street, How Green was my valley, the black swan, and McClintock, and I can go on and on and on. As most of you know, Diana is the founder of Classic Movie Guide, as well as Review Express, and James is a film historian who contributes commentary to those sites, as well as other outlets. Now, before hearing from our guests, let's see if Nikki Starr, our producer extraordinaire, is ready to help with the show. Nikki, will you be serving Irish coffee, soda bread, and scones in the chat room today? I will, and happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone listening. Oh, that's great, Nikki, but be sure to watch out for the leprechauns. They're really (laughs) rambunctious. (laughs) rambunctious today, so consider yourself (laughs) warned. But I see our guests are waiting in the green room. The green room is especially vibrant today, so let's bring them on now. Ladies first, of course. Diana, thanks so much for joining us to pay tribute to Maureen O'Hara today. You're quite welcome. I'm so happy to be here, and I have my green on. Oh, I'm so glad. I've also got a green emerald scarf that I found. Uh, I didn't want to get pinched, so I'm I'm happy that you th- thought about that, too. And we always love having you on the show. And the same goes for your colleague, James Colt Harrison. James, are you ready to talk about Maureen O'Hara, and are you wearing green? I, I am very happy to talk about Maureen O'Hara, one of the most beautiful women ever in the screen. And for the special occasion, I dyed my hair green like <laughs> Dean Stockwell did in The Boy with Green Hair back in 1948. Oh, oh I'm so friends. glad. <laughs> I'm so glad you did that, James. And just for 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 us, <laughs> for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, but seriously, you know, one of the things about Maureen O'Hara I neglected to mention is that she was brought to Hollywood from Ireland by Charles Lawton, of all people, during the late 1930s. And what's so surprising is that she she was very good and, and received acclaim for her first two films, The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Jamaica Inn, which were Charles Lawton productions, I think. But she remained a popular box office draw throughout her her long acting career, which lasted for seven decades. Now, there's not many uh, stars that can make uh, that uh, statement. So my first question is, 
why was Maureen O'Hara such a popular movie star? Diana, what do you think were the reasons for her remarkable success? Well, several things. For one, it was her famously red-headed beauty. Um, She played very stern and passionate heroines, but at the same time she allowed their, like, rational attitude to be part of that character. And she worked with some of the most significant people. I mean, her directors, John Ford, Alfred Hitchcock, friends like John Wayne, she was right there up there with what was on the radar at the time. So she just kind of fell into everything and made it work. Well, that makes sense to me. Um, I wonder if James agrees with us. James, why do you think that she was such a popular movie star and for so long? Well, uh, uh, Diana has already said everything I would say, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> As <and> usual. Go <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. No. Uh, <laughs> she was so feisty. I loved her. Uh, of course, I first became familiar with her when I was a little boy, and I just thought she was so wonderful and very much like my own mother, very feisty and to take take no prisoners. Uh, uh, she she stated her mind, and you knew exactly what she meant. No no, uh, just guessing what she was saying. But uh, she was a marvelous woman. I loved her. I think that that's uh, uh, that she that she just came across like you you said. There, there's no doubt about that, and I think that she must have been wonderful to work with and, and probably very uh, intelligent and uh, and funny. And if you uh, look at some of her, her interviews on uh, YouTube, you can, you know, that kind of shines through. And those uh, those characteristics mean a lot in in Hollywood. Um, I was wondering, when, when did you first uh, see... Maureen O'Hara on screen, and and what was your reaction, James? Besides the fact that she reminded you of of your of your mom. Uh, <laughs> well, I thinking back, I I think the first film I saw her in was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and uh, of course Natalie Wood was in that picture, and uh, Natalie and I were born in the same year, so. I was uh, particularly enamored of Natalie Wood because I felt, well, she's like a contemporary and we could grow up together. But I, I loved that movie, Miracle on 34th Street. It was so magical. And, of course, I think at that time I was still believing in Santa Claus, which he is, of course, real. And uh, yes. it, it just it just And he's Irish. So <laughs> and he's Irish. <laughs> no, I thought he was Italian. <laughs> It's universal. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, of course, uh, I was a very tiny boy then. I was still in diapers, and now, of course, I'm back in diapers again. So, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, well, I I, uh, I really do like that movie that you that you uh, talked about, that miracle on 34th Street. That's what well, that's going to make everybody's list, I think, when we get down to that uh, question. But, uh, Diana, when did you see Maureen O'Hara first on screen? Surprisingly, in Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> all right. And, and, I, and I, I, I like that so much because um, she was such a pure and caring mom in that film. And, it, you know, as a little girl, like Jim said, you know, the whole, the whole 
thing, you know, it was like traumatizing, oh, the, the male and then this and then that and what will happen and what will happen. But throughout it, you not only concentrated on the little girl, you also concentrated on the mom. And she just pulled it off excellently. They had such great rapport together, Natalie Wood and yeah. uh, Maureen O'Hara, I think, in that mm-hmm. in that uh, movie. And I have to go back a lot farther back <laughs> when I first saw, way, way back to days of yore, because oh. I, I saw her in her first Hollywood movie, which is The Hunchback of Notre Dame, and mm-hmm. I probably saw it when it was first released, which was late in 1939, so I was very, 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 very young, <laughs> and it was a black and white it was a black and white film and yet even at that young age and without the later technicolor which made her uh famous because of her gorgeous red hair as James has pointed out i was just bowled over by her beauty the thing i remember about her was that dance that she was doing. And as uh, Quasimona was looking down, you know, over the crowd in the square there. And I just thought she 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 just uh, just really wanted me to see more, more and more movies that that she was that she was in. And I, I tried very hard <laughs> to see every Maureen O'Hara film after that. And and uh, speaking of uh, Maureen O'Hara films, let's talk about um, our top three. See if we agree on that. So, Diana, what are your, your top three Maureen O'Hara films and why? Hunchback is my first. Miracle is my second. And Quiet Man, Which John was your Wayne. first? Which, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Oh, that and, is uh, your f- okay. That's yep. That's that's my favorite. And Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. And Quiet Man with John Wayne. My top three. Good choices. Very good choices. And and why on those three films? Like why the Hunchback? You know, it was kind of the same thing you said. I mean, the black and white, you know, was amazing, and and you you couldn't take your eyes off the whole film. It was scary and everything, and you know, just that that, you know, she was beginning to to sympathize with Quasimodo, and there's that one scene where, like, her face is looking up, and it's so innocent and so beautiful, and she just says in this little whisper, are you going to hang him? And, um, you know, of course, at times he frightened her also, and then there was that great romantic plot with, uh, I think it was Cedric Hardwick. Is that who it was? They had I think it was. And so yeah. um, that, that's my favorite. That's well, good taste. And and anything else you want to say about the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? I, you pretty well gave a wonderful description of it earlier. Was there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think that was pretty much it. Pretty much it. And Quiet and Man um, was just because it was so nice to see. I mean, John Wayne was adorable, handsome, perfect in every film. But just to see a little bit of <laughs> different. John Wayne, you know, more than writing and shooting and roping, and <laughs> and I thought they had some really good chemistry in that movie. Oh, I I agree. I definitely agree with with you. Three three good choices: Hunchback of Notre Dame and Thirty Four Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street and The Quiet Man. And um, I will have to tell you that uh, the people that have been writing to me since they 
uh, or sending email to me since they uh, knew that we were doing this show today, the two movies that are mentioned the most often are The Quiet Man and Miracle on 34th Street. So, James, what are your top three? Well, mine, of course, would have to be Miracle on 34th Street, which is so cute, so cute. And uh, Maureen O'Hara told a story about when they were shooting that film in New York at actual Macy's. They closed the store, and they did scenes at night, and Natalie and she would walk through the store and pick out toys and girls' fluffy dresses. And so they had a marvelous time making that. Uh, she really loved Natalie Wood um, and was very sad when poor Natalie died so tragically. But So that was one of my films. The, uh, another film that I liked, you may not have uh, thought about, was Rio Grande, the uh, western that John Ford directed. It was a marvelous film with uh, oh, yeah. Maureen and John Wayne, her favorite co-star, and uh, you may remember that in the 1930s, uh, John Wayne made some, like, grade Z westerns, but he was very young then and extremely handsome. If you look at pictures of him then, you'll see why the women were so crazy about him. I hated him because he was so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I won't mention I, I won't mention The Quiet Man because that's an obvious choice. That, that's probably her best picture, and I think... She said that was her favorite picture, but uh, let's see. What was the other? Oh, the other picture you may not have picked would be The Parent Trap that I loved her, and she played with um, Haley Mills. That was the first version of The Parent Trap, not the one with, uh, what's her name, who smokes and drinks. Uh, uh, Haley Mills. Natasha Richardson, I think. I think Natasha Richardson played her, Maureen O'Hara's, Role in the uh, in the remake of uh, oh, oh yeah, uh, of, yeah I mean on little, parent of Parent Trap. Yeah, the, the little yeah. girl. But but anyway, Haley Mills in the first movie uh, was good, and uh, uh, Maureen Lowen uh, in the second. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and Ma- Maureen uh, adored her because she was so talented, and it's and it was it was good for Maureen because it it showed her as a Comedian. It was a funny movie, and uh, and it helped her career uh, tilt towards doing comedies. And that was made yes, in 1961. She could do comedy as well as uh, drama. She was yes, uh, multi, yeah. multi-talented. multi I did love The Parent Trap. I actually liked both of uh, both the original and the remake. And... Um, that was the first time the remake, remake that I saw Lindsay Lohan, and I thought she she was so great in that. And uh, she was, she was but, great in it. Yeah, and Haley Haley Mills just uh, I think Maureen O'Hara said that she was like uh, it was actually two uh, two actresses. They, two different ones. She, yes. <laughs> yeah, that Haley Mills was so good. It was like it, she wasn't the same person. <laughs> She yeah. was two different people, and I thought that was interesting. So so you have given us four of your favorites, uh, The Miracle on 34th Street, Rio Grande, The Quiet Man, and The uh, Parent Trap. And I have on my list The Quiet Man, so we're definitely in agreement about The Quiet Man. And I have um, 
too, that, that no one has mentioned yet, the black swan. Now, this is not the, the one with Natalie Portman. <laughs> so oh, it's a different yes. film enti- entirely. Uh, it's a, one of the pirate movies, and uh, it was released in 1942. And then I don't think... Um, both of you will will recognize this, but I might be wrong because, after all, James, you're a film historian, and Diana, you're an expert in classic films. But this is a 1941 musical called Dance, Girl, Dance. Have either uh-huh. one of you heard about that one? Yes, yes. No, I'm still a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, this you've got to see it. You absolutely have got to see Dance Girl Dance. It's it's an amusing musical comedy. Of course, you know that I would like it. And Marine plays a, a serious aspiring ballerina in a dance troupe that also includes a burlesque type dancer played by Lucille Ball. Now, you, can you imagine Lucille Ball? and Maureen O'Hara together in a, in a movie, and they were just great. And the the ladies fall for the same man, portrayed by Louis Hayward. And it's a very different role for, for Maureen. It, it is actually her third Hollywood film. It's in black and white, so again, we don't see her beautiful red hair. But we do get to enjoy watching her um, doing a ballet number and the hula and, of course, her hula has to com- compete with uh, Lucille Ball's hula, <laughs> and there's no comparison. <laughs> One is a very authentic kind of hula, <laughs> you know, and then and then there comes Lucille Ball uh, uh, doing a hula that's more for a burlesque show. <laughs> so, And we get to see Lucy and Maureen in a wild cat fight, and it's, it's, they're just great together. And the the movie was panned by critics and lost money for RKO, but I loved every single minute of it. <laughs> I, I like to see it over and over again. So, uh, Diana, you have to put that that on your list to get some. I just Netflix wrote it down. Or, I just wrote it down. Yeah, dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> dance. We have girl to get dance. that one. <laughs> you definitely have to have to get that one. And then The Black Swan was released in 1942, and it's one of the most lavish pirate movies ever. I remember I saw it in uh, middle school when it was first released. I was in, uh, they called it junior high then. And Maureen played an aristocratic lady. Oh, she always does those so well, you know. Kidnapped by a swashbuckling ex-pirate who wants to prevent her marriage. And uh, it, the cinematography in it, it's just just gorgeous. It did win the Best Cinematography Oscar that year. And it's um, the, t- the teaser says, Romance, Golden Adventure, Take Center Stage. But to me, uh, Maureen O'Hara never looked more glorious than she does in, um, in this movie. Uh, and her co-star was a uh, very handsome Tyrone Power. So I was quite uh, bowled over by the Black Swan when I was in junior high and I've seen it seen it since and it definitely uh holds up. So have you seen the Black the Black Swan James? Oh yes, yes, of course. It's a it's a beautiful picture and I I believe uh she credits this movie with her getting the the name as Queen of Technicolor 
because the photography was so good and won the Oscar. And she, of course, looked ravishing, as did Tyrone Power, who was one of the yes. most handsome men. Yeah. He, and the ladies were just dying over him. So <laughs> he's another one it I It was hate. great. <laughs> it was great. So how about you, uh, Diana? Did you see the black swan? I saw it, I don't, some time ago, and I kind of forgot about it, but when I was looking for your question about chemistry, that one popped up again, and I think the chemistry in that movie with um, John Wayne, right? No, no Tyrone no, Power. This was Tyrone Power. Tyrone Power. Yeah. Tyrone Power. Yeah. Well, that's right, Tyrone Power. Yeah, it was, was really great. So I they think really that was did. wonderful. It, that, that's right. So, uh Dear listeners, if you're a Maureen O'Hara fan and you haven't seen The Black Swan, uh, be sure to uh, check it out because I'm sure you can get it on uh, on Netflix. And I, what I forgot to say about Dance Girl Dance before we go and have an extensive discussion on The Quiet Man because that seems to be the, the biggie. But uh, Maureen O'Hara and Lucille Ball um, became friends while they were making that that movie, Dance Girl Dance. And uh, they were friends, you know, for for many, many years, I guess, until Lucille Ball died. And they had, um, they were sitting together eating lunch, and and that was where Lucille Ball met Desi Arnaz when they were when they were together talking. And um, the rest is uh, is history. So that. That movie has uh, some background information that, that's uh, pretty fascinating. But the big movie is The Quiet Man, released in 1956. And I, I think we've shown that we have very good taste because all three of us have selected The Quiet Man. I really think it's one of the best movies ever made. Uh, it did win two Oscars. Uh, director John Ford... Uh, was given the Oscar for that movie, and it won cinematography, uh, which I, I'm, I'm not sure the name of the, of the cinematographer. Shame on me, but uh, he he deserved winning for that movie. It was also nominated for best picture, and it was filmed in Ireland. And I just love this character that Maureen O'Hara played, uh, Mary-Kate Danaher. And she's a strong-willed Irish lass who falls for an American boxer, played, of course, by John Wayne. I love the fact that he's, he was, uh, he was uh, taken to America when he was uh, a young child. That reminds me because my little Irish grandmother stowed away by herself on a ship and left Ireland when she was 14 years old and came and came over to America and uh, then she went back later you know to kind of uh, check out how things were just like uh, John Wayne's character in the uh, in the quiet man and of course the, one of the first things that John Wayne's character sees is this uh, he's looking up at this beautiful field this beautiful field, and there he sees this gorgeous Irish lady herding sheep, and he falls for her, and she, of course, falls for him. And then their characters have a very stormy relationship. I mean, that's kind of the understatement of the year before getting together. 
and it marine is just you use the word feisty, James. Yes. But she is at her feisty best here. <laughs> and the look of the film, oh my God, the look of the film, it the country, the Irish countryside lo- looks almost too good to be true. And um, it's interesting that when that film was released, the people over in Ireland, uh, many people in, in Ireland uh, were very upset about it because it, it kind of uh, emphasized a lot of the stereotypes, the drinking and the fighting. And so they were they were upset about it. But when it became so popular, I mean, all over the world, people wanted to go to Ireland. And tourism tourism increased over in Ireland. And so now that's one of their most beloved films. They really were happy that that film was made. So The Quiet Man, we were talking about uh, this subject on the Wacko uh, Network show this morning. And uh, everybody's heard of The Quiet Man and uh, the Chuck Skull, who's quite an expert on, on movies, and he, he just thinks it's one of the best movie movies ever made. And um, you can't really talk about Maureen O'Hara without talking about The, the Quiet Man. So was there anything um, else that we, any other uh, movies that Maureen O'Hara made that we'd like to mention um, that we that we haven't included necessarily in our in our three top uh, movies. Diana, any other movie that you can think of you'd like to uh, encourage listeners to take a look at? Um, no, I think we pretty much pretty much hit hit the the main ones. Um, just FYI, the cinematographer that uh, won the Oscar. There was actually two of them: Winton Hawk and Archie Stout. Archie Stout and Winton House. Thank you so much for for that. Uh, Internet movie movie database is great, isn't it? Oh boy, I'm there every five minutes. <laughs> what would we do? <laughs> what would we do without it? <laughs> well, uh, James, do you have any other movies that uh, Maureen O'Hara was in that you'd like to mention? Oh God, you know she made so many. But I particularly love the swashbuckling movies that she made. The Flame of Araby, made in 1951. She was a Tunisian princess, and she thought it was a lousy picture, but she she did them anyway because she was under contract at Universal at the time. And she made another one at Universal called Baghdad, in which she played Princess Marjan. Terrible movie. They called them T&A pictures. Yes. <laughs> that one they shot in Lone Pine, California. Up in the mountains. Yeah, let's see what else. Oh, she made, she made in 1947. She made a picture called "The Foxes of Harrow" with Rex Harrison. Yes. No, no relation to me because I'm much better looking. <laughs> he, he apparently was a real jerk, and and I can quote her from her book. I found him to be rude, vulgar, and arrogant. So she really liked working with him. <laughs> oh no! She she was kind of outspoken. Now is this her? Very, uh, uh, is this her autobiography? Tis herself. Uh, yeah, she wrote. Uh, uh, well, it was a few years ago. She wrote the uh, her autobiography. It's, re- it's a it's a really fun book. Uh, everybody should try to get it. Now I get, I think it's in paperback. 
It was first published in 2005, so it should still be around in some of the bigger bookstores. And it tells you all about her life, and it's it's a wonderful book. I recommend it. Yes, and it is available on Amazon.com. So is it? Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. So if anybody that wants to find out uh, a lot more about Maureen O'Hara, an autobiography is a good place to go, and it's uh, easy reading. If I'm if I remember correctly, uh, did you enjoy that book, Tis Herself? Oh, yes, because it has so many stories in it, and she goes into detail about some of the films that she made, and she she's quite outspoken about the movies that she thought were stinkers, and a lot of them she never wanted to do, but of course she was forced to do them because she was under contract. So it's interesting. Yes, she was very... Um candid in an interview that she had that I, I, I've seen on YouTube where she appeared at the TCM movie a film festival and oh, Robert yeah. Osborne was interviewing her and uh, she was quite candid about uh, some of the some of the people that she that she worked with so <laughs> she didn't she didn't hold back and of course there was uh, she had <laughs> She worked with with so many of the of the uh, A list actors in, yes. in Hollywood too, and uh, Robert Osborne asked her what was it like to to uh, to kiss these uh, these leading men, <laughs> and she wasn't very kind. <laughs> she said it was with some of them it was a real chore. <laughs> they were nasty. <laughs> so. What a character! You just can't help but <laughs> you can't help but love her. Yeah, that's right. You can't help you but can't love, help her. love no, her because she's so honest. There's no doubt. Yeah, she really was. And well, when we were talking about the, her performances, she did have she did appear in some turkeys. There's no doubt about that. But she she was always um, uh, a draw, a box office draw. And I wonder what performance you would pick of Maureen O'Hara's that you would say uh, was her best performance. Diana, do you want to give us uh, your answer to that? Wow, that's a hard one. That is a hard one. You know, to me it was um, Hunchback because she had to go through so many different um, characteristics and attitudes and, you know, fear and sympathy and romance and all that stuff thrown together a bunch of in a madhouse thing but um i think all the ones we've listed she was just wonderful and just wonderful but you would pick her her performance in the hunchback of Notre Dame well she certainly did enjoy working with Charles Lawton mm-hmm. and of course she owed him so much you know for bringing her for discovering her and bringing her over to to Hollywood but um that was a wonderful performance. It's one that's kind of in, you know, I just burned into my brain uh, that I remember. And how about you, James? What would you consider Maureen O'Hara's best performance? Well, I even loved her in all the stinkers, like the Spanish Main with Paul Henry, and another one of those Technicolor extravaganzas. But, of course, my all-time favorite is still Miracle on 34th Street. I really love that, but... She did a picture in 1959 called Our Man in Havana, which mm-hmm. was an interesting thing because it was during the Cuban Revolution, and she and an interesting sidelight to Our Man in Havana. 
was that she met Che Guevara, and in talking with him, she found out he was part Irish. So how do you really? find Che Guevara? Lynch was his last grandmother's name, I think. Uh, so he was part Irish, and heaven only knows what else Che Guevara was, but <laughs> she admired him for being a freedom fighter. <laughs> yes, because she likes so, that. I mean, she likes yeah, the I mean, rebel. Yes. Yeah, she liked the rebel. Yeah, but there, there's so many pictures that uh, Maureen O'Hara has done. How can you pick one? <laughs> you know, there's just hundreds of them. It is hard. It is hard. Yeah. But I, I did. I, I will have to go with, uh, with the Mary Kate Donahue role that she played in The Quiet Man, and I think I've mentioned uh, all the reasons why she was just so believable in that and she had to show so many emotions and she had to be so uh strong in in standing up to the the character that uh that John Wayne played and uh also you know show indicate and project the the love that she had for him and and then the anger then that she would have for him and it just all just overflowed and practically popped off the screen. So that's uh, I, I would have to say that her her work yeah. in The Quiet Man was her best. But I yeah. I I loved many more of her performances. And um, I was wondering, um, do you think that it's her that her chemistry was best with um, with John Wayne? She she uh, worked with uh, so so many. Of these uh, A-list actors, Tyrone Power, John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart. Now, there's your favorite, Diana. Jimmy yeah. Stewart. Uh, was. Do you think it was John, John Wayne that she had the best chemistry with, Diana? I think so. I do. And James. Uh, yes, I think she made five movies with him, but, uh, I think physically, uh, it was Tyrone Power because they were both beautiful at the time and, and they had a lot of chemistry together and they set everybody's hearts on fire. So I think, uh, she had a lot of chemistry with Tyrone Power and of course, John Wayne. Yeah. She didn't like James Stewart very much, but, um. Uh, I guess he wanted the camera on him all the time instead of her. So she. Oh dear, we didn't like to hear that, did we, Diana? (laughs) No, I know Diana doesn't like to hear that. But Mr. Hobbs takes a vacation in 1962. Right, Uh, right. (laughs) She she thought he was a good actor, but uh, a little selfish, let's say, with the camera. I love that scene Uh, in the Black Swan where where they're standing together, you know, and and he's. Yelling at her, and because she's pretending she doesn't want him, and he's like yelling at her, and you know, and he says, "I can see, I can read in your eyes," you know. <laughs> he says, "I'm trying to yeah. tell you I love you." <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Oh well, scene. she it, she was just uh, she had chem- chemistry with uh, with the ones that she liked, I think, but she really <laughs> was terrific with John Wayne and. And the five movies were real that she starred in with uh, John Wayne: Real Grand, The Quiet Man, The Wings of Eagles, and um, McClintock. And I love what Maureen said about their chemistry together. I mean, her chemistry with John Wayne in The Quiet Man when some someone asked her. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote her. She says, "I was tough, 
I was tall, I was strong, and didn't let anyone get away with any nonsense. He was tough, he was tall, he was strong, and didn't let anyone get away with any nonsense. So we were the we were the perfect pair. <laughs> so I think that sort of explains that that's, that's definitely the way she felt about it. Well, James is a film historian. Do you have any other Marine O'Hara anecdotes or behind-the-scenes info to share with our listeners? Well, actually, I have two. Uh, one was uh, uh, Maureen was making a film with Fred McMurray called Father Was a Fullback. Another one she called a stinker, but <laughs> she made it anyway at 20th Century Fox. And uh, one day she was uh, filming, and uh, she got a phone call from Howard Hughes. She had never met Howard Hughes at, by, at that time, so uh, she was pretty surprised to get a phone call. And he asked her to appear down in Houston at the opening of the new uh, Shamrock Hotel, which he thought she would be perfect, you know, as a guest and a greeter for the opening of the hotel. And she said, oh, I would love to, but I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a picture and I just can't go. So Howard Hughes said, all right, thank you, goodbye. So the next thing she knows, she's being swept out of the studio in a limousine, taken to the airport, and she... There's a TWA plane waiting for her, and she's the only passenger on this giant plane that whisked her to Houston. And she couldn't figure out how all this happened. And, well, it turned out that he not only owned RKO Studios, but he was a big shareholder in 20th Century Fox. So all he had to do was call up Daryl Zanuck and say, I want Maureen O'Hara at the opening of the hotel and everybody fell over backwards and did what they could. And there she was, flying to Houston all by herself on this plane with five stewardesses catering to her every whim. And that that was the magic of Howard Hughes. Absolutely. I had never heard that before, but that's, he, yeah, he did do those those kind of things. Well, he did, I think yeah. it's fast. Yeah, I think it's fascinating that, Maureen was, um, she had a, uh, she showed an impressive talent for acting as a child, and she was actually accepted into Ireland's Abbey Theater at the age of 14, and I, I didn't know that she had all of this singing training, but that was wasted in, in Hollywood. She was the number yes. one choice for the lead in The King and I, but the director wanted someone who who hadn't made all those pirate movies <laughs> to play Anna. <laughs> so the role went to Deborah Carr, whose vocals had to be dubbed. I, that just is just a, a, a criminal offense, I think. And um, I, I want to tell listeners that you can get, uh, you can go over to YouTube and you can put Maureen O'Hara singing and you can get a number of videos of Maureen's beautiful voice i recommend danny boy that's that's one of the that's my favorite irish song and she sings it just beautifully and there's a also a clip of her singing i've grown accustomed to your face to john wayne at a tribute for john wayne and that's precious so and there are lots of other uh clips over there so i was hoping that we'd have have um uh, a clip of uh, Maureen O'Hara singing an Irish song, but we weren't able to find it in time. Um, I cannot believe that the time has gone by so rapidly, but every time James Cold Harrison and Diana Sanger 
come on Movie Addict headquarters. It's just uh, it just flies by. So thank you so much, Diana and James, for uh, for being here. It's just such a treat. And uh, I'm so sorry to see that our time is almost up now. But I want to give a big shout-out to Maureen O'Hara for the pleasure she's given us in her wonderful films. And I want to also thank Diane and James for being such terrific guests today, as well as to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. And thanks to Nikki for everything she does and to our chatters and other listeners. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. And I want to encourage listeners to check out some other shows, including Comedy Concepts, hosted by the hilarious Nancy Lombardo, right here on Blog Talk Radio, every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. And the Mom and Pop Shop Show, hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger, over on Dreamstream Radio, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. Please come back next time when our guest will be an award-winning actor, James Wilder, star of a new psychological thriller called Three Holes and a Smoking Gun. That's all for now, folks, but before closing the show, I want to share an old Irish blessing with everyone. This was my Irish grandmother's favorite. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Happy St. Patrick's Day, dear listeners. And now here's the very talented Tony Babino to take us out with a song we dedicate to the fabulous Maureen O'Hara, who is now 95 years young. do it. I didn't want to do it. You made me want to. And all the time you knew it. I guess you always knew it. You made me happy sometimes. Oh, you made me glad. But there was time, baby. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing yet. I didn't wanna tell you, I didn't wanna tell you. Now want some love, girl, you know I do, did I do? Yes I do. Give me, give me, give me, give me what I cry for. You know you got the kind of kisses that I die for.
Oh! 